That's one beer for you, two for me, three or four more. High five, I gotta pee. Ew. That's six, seven, eight, mate, fine, cheers. Then let's sleep. We're nine beers deep. Nine beers deep. Nine beers deep. Nine beers deep. That's I'm one, Cody Shelton. One beer for you, two for me, right? Am I allowed to yes. sing my own song? Yeah. Are we allowed to you sing are. our own song? Sing it, dude. Sing it. Uh, and I'm Seth Harmon. I am already one beer deep. We were supposed to do that together, but he chose to go ahead like a little cock. So no, no. Well, oh god. To... So speaking of that, oh. speaking of cocks. Oh god. We have heard oh, from no. the masses. We have heard from the masses, and this shall be a light dick episode. Light on the dick jokes. Yes. That's Light our, our guarantee. Is it a, I don't know if it's a guarantee, dude. Must tell, <laughs> must tell dick, dick joke. joke. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. We'll see what happens, but we, we have heard you, noted. Now, I'm just going to say there's not going to be just no dick jokes. There will be Well, dick that's jokes. impossible. No. Huh? That's impossible. But we will pull um, it back. A little, a little bit. Yeah. And honestly, I don't know if you want us to, everybody, because that just means we're going to compensate somewhere else. It'll probably say, just be worse. I was just about to say, <laughs> are we going to start telling like nipple jokes now or yeah. asshole jokes? Jesus Christ. I mean, we can dive right into there. I have a few. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> so, uh, I won't even tell it. See, I'm trying to be good. I'm trying to be better. I had a really interesting story. About horrible images Seth has sent to me on my phone. Oh, <laughs> and um, whatever. It's one of those uh, things that once you see it, it's always there. And now, in your brain. it helps me to know that Cody has seen it because <laughs> we're living in this misery together. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's just. Oh, oh, I almost did it again. Oh my god, I almost did it again. Oh yeah, just clean, anyway. your, clean your mind out. Get your mind out of the gutter. Yeah. Gutter brain. No, so we were going to do this chug a beer at the beginning. I have a huge story about that. Wouldn't even be able to do it anyway. I'm really pissed it's off. It's huge, guys. It's so great. Uh, we were going to like just chug a beer before. No, dude. I tried to order some stuff on GoPuff. I ordered like the Bud Light Limes. And they called me like 20 minutes later and were like, oh, we don't have the Bud Light Limes. And I was like okay, that's fine. Just like send me Bud Light. I'll be good with that. That's cool. They fucking sent me cans. I got fucking bottles. Oh. I, paid, I paid for bottles and they sent me fucking cans. I haven't sent They got anymore. you, bro. Yeah. The They're lady sipping that on a BL Lime right now. Was super, you are? No, they are. Well, yeah, oh, I definitely are? am. I am. It's the easiest beer to chug. Yeah, it is. Bud Light Lime, the unofficial <laughs> sponsor of this podcast. Brewed with real lime peels. So what the fuck is new with you, bro? Um, I know you had a tornado warning going on, huh? Yeah, it's like uh, nice and sunny now. You can see the sun shining through. But people, like everybody on my, uh, like any of my social media, all my friends were like, what do we need to do? Do we need to take this seriously? Uh, And I was just like, no, not really. Like, if you can see the tornado, then maybe take it seriously. But if you can't see the tornado, then you're fine. Right. Like, 
just be be smart. That's about yeah. Podcast got delayed. My internet shut off because of the storm. So the winds were really bad. Yeah, and the skies. So false alarm. The, the skies didn't really turn green. So you know, cowards. Not a lot of tornadoes coming through. Bunch of cowards in Chicago. Makes me think <laughs> back when we were in Oklahoma, like people would sit outside to watch that shit. Oh, we would always go outside. And yeah. like, I mean, we'd usually like make it to the cellar eventually. Well, yeah, if it gets like, oh, it's about yeah. to get dangerous. But well, I, I don't know if everybody knows this, but the weather is actually usually very nice mm-hmm. until, you know, your house gets flattened uh, or it, it starts hailing. I, I always loved when it would tornado because I always loved when the sky turned green. That was like my favorite part as a child was going out and everything is just like a green tint. Uh, and everybody's out, everybody in the neighborhood is out on their porch, just like, oh, so nice. <laughs> <laughs> like, what the fuck? What is, uh, what's new with you? You still, uh, have you started a new book? Did you finish the other ones yet? Oh, um, I finished the Breathe book. Really good. Almost done with Mindset. And then what I've been doing is knocking out the, uh, Hunger Games series again. So I I bought Love the it. prequel, um, which is I don't remember what it's called, but the prequel to the series. I read it. Yeah. It was so fucking good. It maybe took it took me maybe a few days to read the whole book, and I'm not a fast reader. Um, and now I'm on just finishing book two. It's good. It's so good. I forgot how much I loved the Hunger Games series. What's the second one? Is the second one Catching Fire or Mocking Jay? Yes. Second one, I believe, is Catching Fire. Okay. First one is Mocking Jay, right? Well, the first one is I Hunger don't remember Games. what the last first book one is. is just, I, just remember the, I just know it's blue. The first book is one blue. is just Hunger Games. Don't Whatever. You're just Hunger Games. And then... <laughs> fuck you, dude. And then Whatever, I think bro. it's Catching Fire, then it's Mocking Jay is the third one. Okay, cool. Well, he knows. Cool. Yeah, I'm I'm super versed in Hunger Games. You know, the thing I'm going to knock out afterwards is the Harry Potter series because I've never I've only read the first book. Oh, so, really? Yeah, dude. There's moments I would be uh, when I was rereading it the last time, and I was just sitting on the bus, and I got to this scene that is not in the movies. And I won't talk about it because I'll let you read it and experience it for the first time. I'm not going to spoil that for you. I cried so hard in public on a full bus going to work. I was so (laughs) distraught. I was like sitting there, like like, audibly making sounds on the bus because I couldn't hold it together because it got me so good. Really? Which book is this? I believe that that one is in um, Order of the Phoenix. Uh, yeah, if yeah, I believe that's correct. It's in order of the phoenix. Ooh, well, I'm excited. I've been thinking of this idea for a new segment that maybe we could do regularly. Okay. And it's called serious news. That's the little thing where the information's coming in. I was with you. I was with you. You did not even have to explain it. You did a great job. Some big news. I got three that we can discuss. Okay, I'm ready. Pretty heavy shit. You're really going to want to pay attention to the last one, Seth, because it directly affects you. Um, Now, quoting sources. Only the most reputable sources here. Triple, quadruple checked. This first one is from The Onion. I don't know if you guys saw this. I don't know how it's been missed, but... Here's the headline. 
Trump administration plants 137,000 corpses in Fauci's bed to frame him for the coronavirus deaths. Oh, my God. Do you see this? He's under arrest. Yeah. And then I won't read the whole thing, but basically they're saying they found tons of information on his computer tracing back to the coronavirus. Uh Uh-huh. Seems like they have pretty definitive proof. And then it says he clearly, and I'm quoting here, he clearly developed some kind of obsession. You know, 130,000 dead bodies don't just appear by accident. That's the fucking truth. Open and closed case here, people. Stay in the news. Mm-hmm. Also, I think they should really look into what he's paying in taxes because if that many bodies fit into one bedroom, he's living very large. Different source here on this one. <clears throat> Equally as reputable, if not more, the New York Post. Fence erected at Chicago Beach after mayor slams reckless behavior. And this is a quote from the mayor. It's called the pandemic, people. This reckless behavior or on Montrose, is that how you say it? It's Montrose Beach. Yes, I have already. Montrose I've, Beach. I've read this already. I was. <laughs> is yeah. what will cause us to shut down parks and the and the lakefront. No, Don't make us take steps backwards. Jesus. So, that's the, this whole time no. we thought Trump was going to put the wall up on the border, and instead, the mayor of Chicago put it up around the goddamn lake. Yep, that's truth. Uh, but yet, yet. You can go into restaurants and eat inside, and there's that's not a problem. You can fill up your patios as much as you want, and there's no problem there either. But you, go, you, to go. The, you go to the beach in the wide open space where air and breeze is flowing around. You know, that's too much. That's too much. Shut it down. Shut it all down. Yeah, that's a no-go. And then this, this last one, and this one you're really going to want to pay attention to, Seth, also from the New York Post. Woman who ripped her eyes out while on meth gets prosthetics. Jesus Christ. Fuck you, dude. A South Carolina woman who gouged her eyes out during a meth-induced psychotic episode has finally gotten assistance to get prosthetic eyes. She ripped her eyes out when she was 20 years old doing crystal meth. Yeah. Because she believed it would save her life and the planet. She squished them Mm. in her hands, ripped Mm. them out with her fingers, Mm. Squish them with her hands. Yeah. Can she see, or are they? She just... has no eyeballs. Fuck face. Well, I didn't. I didn't know she like, what you meant. Them like out. So see, it and wasn't... this is why he needs to listen to this because meth is already rotting his brain. God damn it! <laughs> no, so it wasn't me. like an eyeball transplant. It's just fake round balls in her head. Yeah, because she's just got empty sockets because she ripped the eyeballs completely out and squished them in her hands. Fuck yeah. Yep. I'd do it I'd do it tomorrow. Save the world, girl. You're doing your you're living your best life. Oh man, the drug takes your fears and beliefs and amplifies them, she told the magazine. I thought I had to take my eyes out to survive and save the world. Well, dude, I mean, we're still here, aren't we? Yeah. It doesn't mean that she didn't save the world. She we're here. So she's she 22. Might have, she might have Just saved the world. Just think how far she's come. 22 yeah. years. Wow. Uh, I've come such a long way from two years ago, she told the son. Coming off meth was awful, physically and mentally. There was hallucinations, psychosis, but I overcame it thanks to God. So, Seth, change your life, sir. Tomorrow. Tomorrow I will. Tonight, it's all about the moon. (laughs) Oh, my God. And that's this week's rendition of boop, 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 boop,
Hey, the Chicago mayor one, that was pretty serious news. Well, I'm sorry if I lived in a completely lockdown city and the idea of you getting a little paper fence put up around your beach isn't front page news to me. Well, what's going on in LA? Like what's shutting? What's, I don't know. Is anything it's all the same. Up? Nothing is, has changed. Nothing is like opening up or any kind of like. No. No, like no, no. nothing's being communicated to no. you as citizens no. of the city. No. What the fuck is up? That's ridiculous. Yeah. I also don't watch the news. So maybe it is. And that's our, that's our podcast, everybody. We're just going to go that's fucking curl up in week. our beds. and um, I'm going to lay in bed and suck on a bullet. <clears throat> I'm starting to really grow fond of the taste. So. Oh, my God, dude. That's horrible. <laughs> Stop. Yeah. Man, I've been watching this ID. <laughs> I've been watching this um, ID channel special. I think that's what it's called. ID is like the, the little emblem in the bottom corner of the show. But it's like one of those uh, d- um, those investigative investigation discovery ID. You stupid fuck, Cody. Jesus, there it is. So that's what it is, investigation <laughs> discovery. But they're they're covering cold cases from Tulsa, Oklahoma, which is where Seth and I lived. Oh, really? Tulsa, the uh, has the is like the eleventh or twelfth highest murder rate of all the dangerous cities in the U.S. It's been like that since we were. I know. We it was, at one more there. time, it was worse. I'm yeah. pretty sure. But they're covering yeah. some cases, and so strangely, I mean, you're listening to about people that were murdered and raped and left in the woods, and I'm just like, I kind of miss home. <laughs> you know? <laughs> One of them happened on the street, on my street, <clears throat> 49th West Avenue. And I was like, oh, oh, I live on 49th. Dude, I could tell you so many stories. There, on the street that I lived... There was a so many murderers and rapists that lived across the street from us. It's this little white house that was across the street. It was like a crack house. It was like murderers. That's how it all started for Seth. Yeah, you know, I'd sneak over as like a like a four year old boy and I'd be like, "Give me some more, please." Sucking dick for for crack. Oh my god! <laughs> no, I'm not victim blaming. Oh. He was doing what he had to. I did. Blame I the people selling the drugs survived. for dick sex. I survived. Oh, I'm sorry, guys. I failed you. There it is. I already brought up the dick sex. He did. You already broke it. It's okay because while you were doing your news thing, I had like three different jokes, dick jokes cross my mind, and I was just sitting <laughs> here being real quiet, twiddling my fingers. I was like, I can't say it. I can't just say the dick joke. I know. Talk about fucking withdrawal, dude. Like, <laughs> We're pathetic. Oh man, we're pathetic. I know, I know. Oh, you know, shit. it's like I would like to say it's because we're just consuming so much alcohol that this happens, but it's not. It's not. This is just how we sober. This is how we communicate to each other. This, this is, is just how, how we talk to, each talk to each other. Yeah. I don't think we ever talked about this on the episode, but Seth and I got super drunk one time when we were in London. Got really day drunk and uh, sat at this one bar. And, oh, people, I'm just failing you left and right. But one, Seth was so drunk, he kept tripping over nothing. <clears throat> Multiple times he tripped over nothing, just walking. <laughs> he would flail. There's co- they arms. have cobblestone. Suit. Yeah. There In his defense, it was probably that- the cobblestone, but no one else was tripping. Um, I got lost for like 30 minutes at a fucking farmer's market because Seth wanted to buy some 
painting of dicks or something. I don't remember what it, what was that painting of? It was a painting of, uh, the England, uh, or of the, of the, um, underground, like uh, of the train. So like I said, dicks. And then, <laughs> um, then I got regathered with the group. Um, we went to a bar and Seth talked about eating dirty ass for like 40 minutes. Okay. But. And of course, was, I, we're both in, so hammered. It was informative, that, right? You learned yeah, a lot. Yeah, we're both so hammered <laughs> that we are mutually engaging this conversation with a person sitting by us that did not want to have the conversation. Did not want to have the conversation, and we just could not pick up on the signals, oh, man. man. It was bad. And by signals, I mean them saying, I don't care, and I don't want to have this conversation. <laughs> Whatever, dude. Whatever. Yeah, whatever. We're good people. Uh, I, I feel like we just try and uh, – we're just pretty honest with each other. We just say whatever Yeah. is, is on our uh, – like the top of our heads. We just – want each other to know exactly what's what we're thinking about yep i agree with that yeah that's why in that moment i just wanted you to know how great eating ass was yeah even when it's dirty apparently in detail okay i do not remember well you said about eating dirty ass and also even sober now i don't remember ever in my life eating dirty ass whole so, well, then you're just being braggadocious, huh? Or maybe you were just trying to flex. Maybe these just the drunk Seth remembered the time that he was drunk and he was like, Oh, yeah, I did eat some real gross ass. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't, God. I don't remember it. I don't remember it. But blackout oh. Seth remembered blackout ass eating. So, <laughs> no, no, whatever, anyway. Dude. <laughs> Moving on. Well, we we made it. We made it uh, just a few minutes into yeah, the Yeah, Mark all this for heavy edits. Mark all this for heavy edits. <laughs> um, oh, shit. There was something I wanted to, wanted to mention, and, and now I can't remember. Cool, dude. I like that. Yeah. Good job. I feel like it's something we had talked about, and now I can't remember. I, I, have, I have no yeah, idea. Did we know. talk about it this week or is it something we have talked about in our lifetime? Because. Well, okay, obviously it's not in our lifetime, you <laughs> fucking dickhead. Like, I mean, obviously it is in our lifetime, but it wouldn't have been a year ago that I'm trying to say, oh, no, we, just, we meant to bring this up. I'm just trying to like drop a pin in what you're talking about, dude. You know? Okay. I, have, I have no clue. No clue. Okay, you're, yeah, I know you have no clue. Okay. It could be written on the wall. You'd have no clue. All right. All right. All right. All right. right. <laughs> what? I don't know. Huh? I fucking hate you. I'm just sitting here <laughs> staring him down. I have so many things to just fucking say. <laughs> Seth and I drunk. We were, we wrote a musical not too long ago and hopefully our buddy Matt Bender is going to, is going to do the music for it, but really proud of it. Hopefully one day it'll be made into something yeah, produced, I mean. It's, it's, uh, a, it's a fun show. I'm really proud of it, and I'm really excited. It's a fun show. To, to move forward. It's about a restaurant it. we worked at. Yep. Called The Bistro. 
which was just the just one of the best experiences is just debauchery. Oh man, it was so awesome. But one of the made best so much money in my life. Yeah, I mean, rolling and party with your friends all the time. It was, it was like a big awesome. hangout. That's what was crazy. It was like even though you're at work, it was like you were just hanging out with your friends a lot of the, a lot of time. Like especially yeah. in the like in the in what we would call the glory days, like when we were there, we had such a good staff all around for the, yeah. well, for the most part. Um, We'd have like one or two people that would filter in yeah. and out that always. Like, yeah. But the core yeah. group of people there were awesome. And so it was like, I actually would look forward to shifts. Like when I was yeah. like going into work, because I got to see like Seth and Beamer and, and a bunch of other people that we, that are Brett, obviously who owns the restaurant now. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was so fun. And then we would sit up the bar, get drunk or go over to each other's places and get drunk. A lot of things revolved around getting drunk. Um, but it was fun. We should talk about the bistro, not just, just working at the bistro. Oh my God. There are so many things. Um, so many things. Oh my God. Yeah. The bistro. Uh, I do have to say, I think... Also, if you're in Tulsa, Oklahoma, go to the Bistro. It's on 100% Yale. Yeah. Incredible food. Great right people. The, right in the corner. Can't miss it. Yeah. Bright red letters. Bright red letters in that shopping center. Really Some good. of the, the greatest times of I my life. I still crave at that place. some of the food. I still crave it. I think about it sometimes. Every time I go back to Tulsa, I go there at least twice yeah. to eat. <clears throat> and I worked there for 10 years. Or just shy of 10 years. And I still eat their food all the time. It's so good. I do have to say, I think that my favorite night that I ever worked was the night, what was it? It was St. Patrick's Day. Oh St. my Patrick's God. Day. Okay, that was, so that's, that's how we're going to start was with the St. Patrick's Day? Let's start with the St. Patrick's Day story. That was one of the best, most fun whole days. Oh man, um, it was so fun. So I don't know so, what you were doing in the beginning, but I worked. I was on a smoke drive. Okay, so I worked. Yes, I the, just happened to be in the area. I smoke. I worked the morning shift. Yeah, so and I so went I worked, to the gym. I worked the lunch shift on St. Patty's Day, and I was super pissed off that I had to work. <laughs> I just remember being because I had to work a double that day, and I was very upset because I was like, I want to go have a St. Patty's Day like fun activities. Like I don't want to be at work. I've never experienced St. Patty's Day, and I want to go do it. And that wasn't going to happen. So I got upset about it, you know, and uh, I did probably my Seth thing where I just pouted around all morning, you know? Yeah. And then I went after my first shift, I went to a bar called Patrick's Patrick's, right? Okay. Mm-hmm. Dive bar called Patrick's of all it dive bars is one of the best places ever. No exaggeration. There's maybe been two times, maybe three times I've been to that bar and I wasn't kicked out. <laughs> it is like the it's just like an easy place to get into trouble dude bar. they had they had cigarette vending machine cigarette, cigarette vending, vending machine what? every drink was a double that's not oh. bullshit no, like they had no. the strongest drinks but it was kind of like a trailer right if i remember correctly no it was like a double it, wide? it seemed like a trailer because the ceiling was so low and it was like a long hallway but it was actually a building it was a strip mall and uh, oh. but how it's laid out is like a trailer 
<clears throat> so you yeah. walk through the front door and there's like a couple round bar tables and a little bar top and a jukebox. And then you go down a, uh, like three steps of stairs and there's a bar, a pool table, shuffleboard, and that's all there's room for. Yeah, and oh then God, it goes back so to the bathrooms and that's it. Yeah. It's like, it is like just a long, wide hallway. Yeah. Is, um, so like, yeah, I can't I, hold that many people, but. So I packed up and I went to Patrick's after my first shift and I was like, you know what? I'm going to have at least a beer and a shot and just like sit there for a couple of hours and think about my life and my life choices. I was actually really sad. Like I was just <laughs> like, just because I, I wasn't even going to get to go hang out with my friends and have a beer right then. Like I was just by myself. Right. And then I call Cody. Yeah. Yeah. You randomly called me and I was on a smoke drive. So I used to, before every, every day I would smoke at least one cigar. <clears throat> and a lot of times I would do it on a drive. Like when I was just driving and like the nicotine would hit me and it like, it was like when I was the most creative. So I would be cruising around and then Seth called me or texted me or something and asked what I was doing. And I was on the smoke drive <clears throat> and he said he was at Patrick's and I was like, man, I shouldn't go. But then I decided now I literally, I remember walking in and this is how, you know, it was going to get out of hand is that I walked <laughs> in and I was like, I'll have a beer, a beer. And the waitress was attractive. <clears throat> now this doesn't really play into anything other than the fact that I sat down and she looked, do she looked so much like Olivia Wilde. It, that's what this put the point of the story here is that she looked like Olivia Wilde. And I was like, so taken in by that because at the time I really liked Olivia Wilde. She was in a lot of stuff. Yeah. And, um, do you know who Olivia Wilde is? Yeah. 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 And so she walked over and I was like, Whoa, you look like Olivia Wilde. <clears throat> and I don't think she liked that. I said that, but then she was like, what do you want? And I was like, Oh, I, I'll just have a beer. And she was like, well, we're doing the St. Patrick's day special where pictures were like, three or five dollars right that's right that's right and so we fucking were like well i guess we'll get a picture okay two hours later we've slammed multiple pictures without even like trying we weren't even like trying we were just like going go we just got well we were because we knew that we knew we had to be at work at like what like five or six at five yeah. Yeah. We were starting the, din- we were the, we weren't the openers. So I probably got there at like two and then we drank. I mean, we barely got to work in time. That's how long we sat there. Yeah. Drinking. And, and Patrick's is not that far. From and Patrick's is like probably a five street. minute drive yeah. from right, right our down restaurant. The so, but then it sets in that we're really drunk. And we have a whole shift ahead. And St. Patrick's is St. Patrick's Day was actually surprisingly busy for our restaurant. Yeah. Um, I don't know why. We weren't but it like was. a bar, like we were like a like a like a fine dining. Yeah, it's like right? fine dining restaurant. I don't know why, but apparently everyone wanted to get their fucking dinner at the bistro. And so I remember. Um, trying to eat a salad for some fucking reason. Like that was going to sober me up. <clears throat> I ate a huge salad. <laughs> and then we're like, it won't be that busy. It'll be all right. Seth and I were both on parties <clears throat> in the back room. And yeah. then, um, but like this place is set up. So like there's the entrance where like, there's the bar, there's the middle room. And it's like the big like dining area. And then they have a back room where they host like 
parties from like, you know, like 10 people to like up to a hundred people. people. Yeah. Um, from 10 to a hundred people. So, and so Cody there were and I parties. were on that party. Oh, <laughs> there, there were two, two parties. parties that night. So there oh, was that's a, right, because a party we had in the, the small room. We had the small room. Yeah. That's right. right. Which was like, it was like 14 people or something like that. And then we had like 20 or 30 in the, the bigger room. Yeah. <clears throat> and they were both like St. Patrick's day dinners. And, we both realized, I was like, oh my God, if we start coming down, like from this drunk, yeah, it's going to be bad. Yeah. Like, and yeah. so our only option is to stay I'm drunk. pretty sure we had a conversation <laughs> about this in the back. I we did. We no, we, said, yeah. we talked about it we're in like, the back we way to, station. We need to fix this. We need to fix this because it's, this is going to go, like, we're going to crash hard and it's right. not going to be good for anyone, for either of us Nobody. or for any of the people that are, we're waiting on for the restaurant, for the managers. We need to stay at the level that we're at. Yeah. We need to stay level. this drunk. Yeah. And so, um, I remember we, we were <laughs> no trying more, to, no less. to do this <laughs> because like the only way we needed to do it is like we could ring drinks in under a number, but the bartender would know that was not a real table <clears throat> because we just had specific tables designated where servers and stuff would rank food in or whatever. So I remember us trying to figure it out like how we were going to do this. And so yeah. then event, we came to the conclusions, like we just need to go up to the bar and talk to JR. JR will understand our situation. Yep. He'll help us with this. And so I, I don't even remember. And we're so drunk. And like, so I go up there and I, this is the best part is I think in my head, I feel like we're so smooth, but we had to have reeked of alcohol. Oh, we absolutely did. Reeked. Of alcohol. Because we did do beer. We did like drink a lot of beers, but we also had shots. Uh, we drink. I was so very drunk. Yes. So very drunk. So and, I'm um, sure that we walked in and everybody immediately knew. Well, Seth so, and Cody are fucking blackout. So this let's is the thing, <laughs> though. This is what actually. So both of us were pretty good workers. Like we didn't do this a oh, lot. Oh, right. No, 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 no. And yeah. so people kept asking me, what's going on with you? But they weren't guessing that it was i was hammered drunk because i was more talkative and stuff and like um a charlotte a woman that worked with us was just like oh, yeah. i just can't figure it out like why are you being so fun tonight and i was like i don't know and i'm, I'm sure that like, know, like i'm sure that i was probably in the corner like yeah seth when he gets <laughs> drunk he gets like deer in headlights and then it's true. I maybe an hour later he's just vanished no when i get drunk i'm fine it's when i get real drunk like real real drunk then i just kind of like sulk into like a couch i find a chair yeah. in a corner and i just want to yeah. watch everybody i just want to watch what everybody else is doing yeah so i so, don't have to move so we we go to the bar and uh basically i asked jr i was like hey man you know i'm trying to like talk around it like try to find a way of not incriminate <laughs> like, us but like say we need to keep drinking and he finally just like cuts me off he's like hey hey as long as they're ringing, I don't give a shit. And I was like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> so then Seth and I would take turns. We would ring in two beers like every 30 minutes or so. Usually Bud Light. They were Bud Lights. They were they Bud were Lights. Like, once they were like the deal. Bud Light like, regular. It was, like, it was so cheap for the Bud Lights there. I can't remember oh, what yeah. it was. It's like three bucks. It was like, three, yeah, it was like three bucks. And so <clears throat> every 30 minutes, we would ring in two Bud Lights. And then we would give a little signal to each other. So then we'd go meet in the back wait station, which no one ever caught us. And I don't know how we did it. I don't know. And we would chug 
these Bud yeah. Lights and then throw them in a trash can in the back and then just keep and we did it all all night, night. and I was fucking and like every, it was some of the it, best it like tips every, I ever made every like thirty minutes every every thirty minutes yeah it was like every thirty like, minutes or so we we drink a lot we do it was. A we lot. just kept drinking. But the best part is like I was way more conversational with my tables. We made great tips. Like yeah. I bought some people at our table shots just because. Like I was feeling I gave one table chokes and cheese just because. Like yeah. I mean I paid for it. But um yeah, it was a great time. And then um I mean we had so many moments like this at this restaurant. Like one of my favorite moments. I don't think you got to be there for this one stuff, but we did a wine tasting. And uh a wine tasting in a in a restaurant normally how it is is like is this, they have little was was this with Mish? Everyone was there, but it was Pat been, that was managing you know, this night. You know what? You were, I don't think I was there. I don't remember this. You might have been there for the wine tasting, but I remember. I think it was just Colette and I that were working that night, and Pat. All right, so we had to go in. And I had never done a wine tasting at our, at this restaurant before. And we had Sunday? a wine rep. She, huh? This is it Sunday? was a Sunday. Yeah. It was a Sunday. Yeah. And um, we normally a wine tasting, they pour enough wine in a glass just for you to taste it. Right. Right. <clears throat> also, you're but supposed we didn't to have spit a, it out. You're and you're supposed to, to spit it out. So they put the fucking around, there. breathe. Yeah. No. No. So the wine <laughs> rep was fucking, I'm not exaggerating, pouring at the least full glasses of wine of every wine we were sampling so <laughs> like we we start everyone and everyone's just drinking it like no one's spitting it out like no one's really trying to taste it like they're i'm right. just like slamming it like a shot <laughs> and um nice, so we try like five or six wines something like that um it was like all the same brand that they ran so maybe it was only like four wines so Regardless, you're like it was so you're a like a bottle at well, least a bottle deep. Yeah. And then, um, I, like she had, she just said we could have whatever we wanted of the bottles. So then we are just sitting there getting shit faced, man. And it's Sunday night. We think it's going to be dead. There's only two servers on the floor, no bartender, yeah. no hostess and a manager. And I mean, I'm not kidding you, before people had cleared out, because it was like well into the shift before we realized that we were supposed to be working. And the manager is also shit-faced. Dude, like, no, I was not there. This was after I had moved. Oh, is this after? You? Okay. Yeah. So yeah. the manager also shit-faced. <clears throat> Fucking, of course, we go on a wait. The whole restaurant fills up. Just two servers. And I remember Pat being in the back like, oh, shit, like brewing coffee. She's like, guys, drink this. You got to drink some coffee. We're fucking busy. Oh like the God. bar was full. <laughs> so we're trying to make – you have to make your own drinks. So Pat's trying to like help us make drinks, seat people. We're fucking running around. And to give you an idea of like how big this restaurant is, there are – I think um, there are 31 tables on the main floor plus a patio plus 14 tables in the bar and then um i can't remember how many on the bar top like seven six uh, or seven yeah there's four there's five tables in the bar and then there are um seven chair seven or nine chairs at the bar top yeah all of that's full all of it 
But I feel like it's uh, in the in the main room. There's only like four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen tables in the main room. Oh, that's right. I'm sorry. I'm thinking yeah. of the, the of table the, numbers. Of the back. Yeah. So it starts at one. So there's at least thirty-one tables total, yeah. Yeah. plus patio. Sorry about that. No, um, no, no, no. Yeah. But of also. Like, for two servers? <laughs> For two of us. And then there are people waiting. And this and is not are... like a this is not like a oh you're gonna go to Chili's and everything's gonna pop out no. real nice. Like this is like a everything Man. comes out very specific. You talk to the table about their drinks, you talk to the table about their appetizers, you talk to them about the fucking Then we had this uh this prophetess. This um I was just about to bring up the prophetess. Yes. <laughs> we had this prophetess, uh, this woman, and she would bring her whole fucking church. And they didn't tip. They were nope. shitty. They, they were, were just, they were, assholes. they were demanding. She wasn't right. She was not. No, she was. She was not the well, nicest okay, person. I, I don't remember. So I want to say medium things about her. Like, so she was, she was nice until this night. And even then she just like, so, this is the thing is they, for some reason thought they could walk in with 20 plus people and just be sat. And, and this is, they were so entitled <clears throat> that they would just take booths, take open seat tables. Like they didn't consider anybody else. Right. They just thought it was their stuff to take. Right. right. They just kind of like came in and I was like, well, there's 20 of us. So we're just going to take whatever tables open. Right. They drink waters. With tons of lemons. So what they would have, we would cut buckets of lemons. We would cut buckets of lemons. And because they probably had some kind of sermon over on life hacking. So they would ask for tons of sugar and sweet and low and bowls, actual bowls of lemons because we gave out lemons for free. They would make their own lemonade and then they would not tip. And so it, it would not tip. And no matter what, there, the amount of lemons that they asked for would never be enough. It was never no enough. No matter what we brought it, out. It was never enough. And because this is what was funny. Is that we started gra- gra- putting gratuity on the checks. Yep. And sometimes some of them, not all of them, some of them were actually decent people. Some of them yep. really were. So I'm not shitting on everybody. But some of them would try to scratch out the gratuity that was printed on the receipt. Like that, like that you, meant you weren't being charged. You the can't gratuity. do that. That's part of the charge. Gratuity is part of the charge, you <laughs> fucking just idiot. So, you fucking so bitch. stupid. Why would that you do you that? Yeah. So anyway, they show up. We're on a wait. The back room is closed. Now, mind you, reminder, there are two servers total and one manager. No, this that is it. No, 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 no. I was there that night. Hey, team, this is Cody. Just jumping on real quick to let you know that Seth indeed was not there this night. And to spare you his drunken interruptions and corrections, we're just going to jump ahead to where I make the recap of the story he so horribly, horribly ruins. I apologize. I hope you can follow this all right. Thanks. Fuck Seth. I'm sorry. We're okay, drunk. well, we're now, drunk. now so I'm everybody fucking, I fucking lived it. So. Everybody fucking just pay attention. If you're not paying attention, then fuck you. We're starting over. <laughs> Let's start over. Okay. We've lost all of our listeners by this time. <laughs> Nobody is now listening. They're overwhelmed. They're confused. They don't even know why they're tuning in for this. So oh there's only two of us this night, the last night. So let me just recap so Seth will be satisfied and not interrupt one more time. I'm so sorry. I'm so day. sorry. Oh, gosh. So let me just sit here and drink my beer. Please do so that. sorry. We would all be happier if you did that. <laughs>
So Fuck. the night that Seth is talking is they showed up with a huge party. Yeah. And just took over the, the main dining floor. So we set up a table for them, which was for like 14 people or something like that. And then they had way more people show up. And then the prophetess and the people that were with the church just told them to sit wherever they wanted. So we were running around getting all these fucking bowls of lemons. Yep. And when we come out, like there would just be two people sitting in a booth, two people sitting at a table, two people. And like they took over the entire restaurant. Yeah. No one else could be sat because yep. they fucked up everything. They acted like they literally owned our restaurant. Oh, yeah. They were assholes. Yeah. Assholes about it. And uh, then they were mad about gratuity. They were mad about service. And so they just. All for him. It's all for him. I know, man. So this is the thing. I got no beef. Like Seth and I were both in the church for a long time. Yep. But I have a problem with the assholes that like they. So this is the thing. It's they're not assholes because they're Christians. They're assholes because they're assholes who get into a thing, then this happens in everything. This is in every yep. religion, every group. There's always that fucking asshole that gets into the group and makes the group look bad, right? Yep. This just happened to be a whole church of those people for the most no, part. No, you no. Know? I'm sorry. I have experienced many, many church people, and I don't want to say it's all Christians or all like religious groups or anything yeah, it's like not. that. It's, I don't want a- to like put it all like – you can't put everything in a nice little like. This is just our experiences, and, like, though. Bow it up, but my experience on Sunday mornings, nobody wants to work a Sunday morning because most of the people yeah. that do go out, maybe the people that don't go out, are nice and wonderful and lovely and like have that wonderful like giving spirit, right. but the people that do go out every single Sunday are not kind people and they don't tip and they're rude. Yeah. So and this so is a thing. They talk about Jesus or the sermon the whole time that they're at the table and you don't think the server hears you. We hear you. We need, we know what you're talking about. And then you yeah. leave a shitty tip. That's why people don't like you. Right. So <laughs> people don't want to work on Sundays. This is true. This yeah. is true. And I think this happens in a lot of groups, but this will, this is like very prevalent in, um, in churches and and you know I, i'm not so we're just going to speak specifically on churches because this is what our experience has been with right. like non-denominational there are trash people that are idiots yep. and for some reason they get involved in this group and they think they develop like a weird elitist mindset because they have the knowledge right they have the knowledge that uh jesus is the way and you know, they're out there amongst the sinners and stuff. But here's the truth is, is that what they'll end up certain groups will call themselves within this church. What they're notorious for doing is going into a red robin, taking up a 12 top all day because they know they have bottomless fryers, fries, right? So they're going to pay yep. $7 for bottomless fries and two ninety nine for unlimited refills on Coke. They're not going to get anything else. So they're going to go to the morning service. They're going to come. They're going to sit in your fucking restaurant. They're going to take up your whole goddamn section. The bill is going to total for all 12 of them, $30 if you're lucky. Okay? They're going to demand so many 
so many refills on the fries, extra sides of ranch, extra sides of ketchup. They're going to be yeah. draining those Cokes. They're the assholes that as you're dropping the Coke off, they're like sucking the cup down as far as they can. They're going to uh, sit there. Matt Bittner. Matt Bittner, you asshole. And yeah. he would do that with glasses of milk. Who orders fucking yeah. milk? This little bitch would get glasses of milk and they, to the point they would have to bring him little pictures. That's why he loves going to, he loved going to Mimi's Cafe. Because they would just give him pictures of milk. But anyway, I love you, Matt. But dude, anyway, um, stop so, sucking it down. Stop sucking it down. Well, he he became lactose intolerant, so he can't even. So that's God's punishment. <laughs> like <him>. But um, <laughs> so this fucking dude, he was my roommate for a snack. Oh, Matt, I love you. He's become very health conscious. He's taking care of himself. But at this time, I would go in the living room, and for a snack. He would have like a gallon of milk out and two huge blocks of cheese, different types of cheese. And he would just be eating cheese and drinking milk. And that was like his snack. That's so weird. My dad used to get a block of cheese, cut it off and eat it with raw onion. Like what is up with just cheese? Just eating just cheese. So, well, one, it's actually like, um, it's an addictive thing. Like people get addicted to dairy. Well, I've just heard like about sugar. like people like that. It's an, an addictive thing for, um, it's really like, I, I read a medical thing about it. Cause it's like, if you get, if you get fries, cheese and bacon, because you get the salty, you get that like, sweet from yeah. the cheese and then the savory or hot, like warm from the fries that it's actually like fucks with your brain. Yeah, and as you're eating it, you crave it, and you just can't stop eating it. Right, I could be wrong about that assumption, but I'm no, no. I so remember, there's also I remember reading like an article savory. about it. Yeah, so you eat enough savory food, and you start to feel full. But if you start eating sweet food, it tricks your brain, and then all of a sudden you're hungry again. That's me. I can't um, even raise my fucking hand anymore because my hand is now so deformed. Yeah, you fucking little sci-fi dweeb. He's doing like the fucking live long no. prosper bullshit. Uh, that's my his lit- fingers are broken. My fingers he was are a big tough now. guy and wanted to punch a wall. No, but once again, this is from the wall. Again, this is from the high school. This one's from the wall. This one's from playing. I'm basketball. never gonna be able to finish a goddamn story on this podcast. No, you. I aren't. get so close to the end, and he comes in with some rabbit fucking trail. So I you rabbit, no stop you rabbit trailed oh I no sure I didn't. did I definitely you brought did you Matt. asshole I brought Matt into it you did anyway, you fucking let's asshole go back. what were we talking about we were talking about assholes in the church yeah go for it so I'm sorry but I'm gonna have to quick recap so they come in for morning <laughs> service they get the bottomless fries the endless cokes they sit there and they talk about the Lord Jesus Christ the whole fucking time while not being that nice to you they sit there till the fucking evening service. Yep. Eating your fries, drinking your Coke, being dickheads. And then you know what they do? They don't tip. Yep. Or they're annoyed because of the gratuity and they're ungrateful and they leave because they're a part of an elitist group. They're cooler than now. Right. And this is somebody like, I still believe in a greater power. I really do. Like now I've been really fucked up and Seth and I have both had really interesting experiences within the church. That damaged us in different ways. Obviously, he's a gay man that was trying to like navigate those waters. I can't imagine what that's like. But I just have never been that asshole. I've been an asshole of a different kind. But this is like a signature group of people mm-hmm. that you can find all across the world 
and they're associated with the church. Bam. You know what I'm saying? Like, yep. so this was the same group now going back to the one before that would come into our restaurant. The prophetess. And I'm just going to sum this up because you guys are probably so lost by this point in time. Thank you, Seth. That they came in one time. We were on a wait. There were only two of us. They w- demanded to sit in the back. They got horrible service. Neither myself or Colette gave a shit. The prophetess, she ordered a baked fudge, which is like one of our desserts. It took so long for their food to come out. They're all pissed. They're not getting drink refills because we don't give a fuck because we're actually taking care of people that pay and tip. So then the the prophetess, I remember going to the back. Her baked fudge had been waiting for like 10 minutes. This is a dessert that takes 90 seconds to make. 90 seconds. All right. They pop it. You heat it up. You put a scoop of ice cream on it. That bitch is ready to go. I walk out trying to like do my best to like clear their plates and like take care of the stuff. And she's like, Hey, look at me. I want my dessert now. Look at me. I want it right now. And I laughed. Like I couldn't help but laugh because I was like, you're such a, what? Like you don't even understand that you just walked in, you demanded this, you were told this was going to happen. Now it's happening. And you're upset that's happening. And so then she was like, I want to speak to your manager. And I was like, okay. So I go and I get the manager the manager is Pat, the woman oh. who was drunk. Oh, I love that it was Pat. Oh, my God. Of so course it was Pat. Pat goes back there to see them. Pat takes her time to get back there because nobody likes them. So they've already tabbed out, and they're about to leave. And as they're walking out, <laughs> the prophetess goes over to tap Pat, the manager, and is like, we are never coming back. And Pat literally was like, good. And then turned around and just walked off to hell. And they never came back. Ah, Thank I God. love Pat so much. Yeah. You know what? And that I think that in the service industry, especially, I think it's so important to have managers and owners that are on your side as servers. That's the truth. That are dealing with fucked up people who are just coming in and they demand shit and they act like they're better. Than, and that's not everyone. Like I'm not putting, I'm not lumping every human into this. Right. Most people aren't that way. They're not. No, most people are not. But when you have those people that do cross that line, if you don't have a manager or an owner who is going to be on your side, no matter what, because you are their employee and they're working for you and the customer is not always right. Fuck that phrase. That's like such a blessing when you do, when you do work for a place in the service industry that, that they're on your side and they have your back. And you know they have their your back, which is why the bistro is so wonderful. That's why the bistro is so wonderful. Plus, yep. they gave us shift drinks. Their food yep. was awesome. Yeah. Also, uh, prankster, prankster beer. Oh my best. god, prankster, prankster beer is so good. It's not us, the a sponsor of this podcast, but it is not, so good. It's not. We could not do a uh, nine beers deep with prankster. No, it's too it's much. Too I, I think I could only it's like do, twelve I think point I could crazy. only drink like three, three beer, three pranksters, maybe four, maybe five. We definitely could, at least I would might, drink four in the city. I, but I think I could do six and be okay. Okay. Well, okay. Any more than that, I'd be ruined. What's another fun bistro? Obviously, the Christmas party where I fucked my face up really bad. That was a good time. Um, they have Wait, the best what was that? Christmas I parties when you ever. You weren't there yet. It was my first year working at the bistro. Oh, okay. Because the only so, Christmas party I remember is the apron dick party with like... Again, that was so fun. So that was the one we went to together, and we didn't drink, we didn't get fucked up because we had yeah. a show. What show were we in? Were we in Howie? It might have been the Tempest. Yeah, we were in a sh- we were in a show together, and that's and and we had tech like the next day or something. So 
we had to be there in the morning. So we didn't, I don't even know if we drank at all. I don't, I think that maybe we had, we each said we were allowed to have like two beers. Like we, yeah, it was like, some, it was bullshit. We, we made back, like a, we made like raged. a pact. Yeah. To like keep each other in check. And it was a bummer because we normally would have raged. It would have been so much fun. We should have raged. And we should have raged. And like uh, somebody like for like our white elephant gift or, or dirty Santa or whatever, whatever you want to call it. Somebody gave someone an apron with like a stuffed dick and balls coming out of it. And every single (laughs) person sucked it. (laughs) So many people took pictures of one person wearing the apron. I remember distinctly Ronnie who was like the chef had the apron on. He's like leaned against the table with his mouth, like open, like pleasurable. And then Eric was sucking the dick. Like (laughs) (laughs) he, yeah. A lot of people were playing with that dick. It was uncomfortable. How many people were playing with that dick, jerking it off, blowing it. And guess what? Nine beers. We're back. We're back to our dick jokes. Cheers. So once again, I'm going to point out for the 30th time in this podcast, I started telling a story. Seth interrupted my story with a rabbit trail. So if you cannot follow anything in this podcast, please blame him. Please DM him directly. Anyway. Fine. Fine. I'm just not going to speak anymore. I'm done speaking. That's bullshit. He's a fucking liar. Give him 30 seconds. He's going to talk. <laughs> so the first Christmas party. This The Bistro has the most epic Christmas parties. Still to this day, they had the most epic Christmas parties. What this year was, though, was just it was all it all started at the Bistro. Open bar. Ronnie and them prepared so much nice food. Like they actually really try. They put all like this huge spread out for us. But only people were really interested in drinking at the beginning. So then they just started ordering pizza because they realized they were making like beef tartare and shit. They're like, well, no one cares. Like, nobody you know, cares. Like, no, nobody like cares. The food just... was so good. Like they would have tenderloin. It was so good. It was great. Yeah. People's number one focus was getting as fucked up as they possibly could. That was the point. So that's what we're doing. And at this party, I was double fisting, a horrible combination, uh, Boulevard unfiltered wheat beer and champagne. Love Boulevard. Yeah. So I would. Wait, and champagne? At at the same. Yeah. So like. I'm a huge slut for champagne. It was unlimited champagne, baby. Me too. And so yeah. I was drink I would drink I would drink um half my beer. I would chug the flute of champagne. I would finish my beer, I'd set them down. And they just kept filling it up. Kept filling it up. And I used to get pretty aggressive at times, um, when I was drunk. So then I go out back and I don't know what's happening. There's like people out there smoking and doing shit. And um um I just started destroying patio furniture. So I destroyed some of the Bistro's patio furniture. Then we... Um, Wait, what? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So I I didn't mean to start out that way. <clears throat> it just turned into... I was, like, joking because um, one of the waitresses there, she said something to me. She was, like, smoking a cigarette, sitting in this chair, and it's like, says something. And I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? And I kicked this chair, and I kicked the leg off of it on accident. So oh, then was I was this, like, ugh. Wait, was this in the back? Yeah, this is in the back. Okay, okay, so then okay. I take that chair and I start smashing that chair on the floor. Then she jumps up. So I smash her chair, shatter her chair. Then everyone's like cheering me on. Like, yeah, dude, I keep destroying shit. And so I'm like fucking destroying all everything back there. And then she runs in the front and like fucking tells on me like a 12-year-old little girl. But anyway, so this is Who? funny because she, she tattles on me, right? Who? Uh, her name was Allison. 
Her name was uh, Allison. Never met her. Allison, if you, for whatever reason you ever listen to this, I hope you're well. I really enjoyed working with you. Yeah, so she went and tattled on me like a little child. And then I went back up to the bar, and then they were reprimanding me. And But it was like everyone's drunk by this time, so it's like no real punishment's going right. to come my way, no. you know? Uh-uh. Um, and so then they finally cut us off after hours of binge drinking, and, and we all decided to go to Patrick's, which is the bar Seth and I were talking about. Yes, Patrick's. So we all drive to Patrick's. I get into Patrick's. I, I make it probably 30 minutes before I start the first fight. <clears throat> then I'm there. And I let it go, and I just keep coming back and like pestering this group of people trying to start shit then the bartender it gets so bad that the bartender eventually makes it a rule that i am only allowed to stay in the bar if i sit at the bar with my hands on the bar top what? <laughs> so, yeah. she's like you can't leave this you got bar. a new you got a you rule take your a rule made hand. for you yeah that's great so having to sit there, and anytime and she wasn't kidding like anytime i take my hand off the bar she'd be like hey hands on the bar top like <laughs> so she really wanted my money but she couldn't fucking stand me and i don't blame her because i was starting shit right so like yeah. and there's like a whole crew of us there right so i'm pretty tame but she because they're you, all like she wanted you there because she knew you would tip no i definitely always tip really oh, well absolutely yeah i always tip really well so she was being even though you were annoying right she, she wanted was on your she was like I want you to pay for your shit. I want you to right. order everything and I want you to tip me well. And I'm right. sure that I, you did. I did. I did. I always did. But then eventually I get kicked out. Right. So, and I can't <laughs> remember what it was. It was like, so I get kicked out of this bar <clears throat> and then I'm, um, and I had started an altercation with a different person. <clears throat> I don't even remember what happened. I'm just screaming in this gentleman's face because I misunderstood something he said because I was so drunk. But anyway, so I go out and we're walking out. And I see this, and this is like when Chrysler 300s were a new thing and they were so cool. So I see this Chrysler 300. Chrysler 300? What is that? The car. The car. It's a car. My buddy Rick, who worked with me, was leaving the bar with me. Because I think we were one of the last people there by this time. And I see this, this car and I just know that it's the person I was starting shits with car. Okay? So... My plan was to run and Superman slam myself on the hood of this car. Oh, no. But and instead of going to test this, I have like a weird, I don't think it would be classified as strength, but I get weird hops whenever I'm drunk. So I run oh. towards this car and I jump off the bumper thinking I'm going to slam and dent in the hood of this car. Only I get way too much air. And I'm not exaggerating. My shins slap on the top of the windshield of this car. And then it rockets me off the back. And I go face first, scorpion on the ground, knock my teeth through my face, knock myself out cold. I was unconscious for about 10 minutes at least. So this is the best part is that like I, cu- I bust my eye open, fuck my nose up, knock my teeth through my face, almost rip my lip ring out. And I'm unconscious. So now Rick is like, oh, shit. And I remember him yelling, kind of, and like coming around the car. For some reason, that's a memory. Maybe it's just made up. Maybe he told me this. He said he realizes I'm unconscious. He kicks me because he thinks I'm playing. And I roll over and there's like all this blood everywhere. And he's like, oh, shit. Well, then the gentleman that I was starting shit with, who was about 
and this is not an exaggeration, 6'7". He was a D1 lineman for the school. <laughs> this is like, he was like an offensive lineman um, that I told I would beat the fat off his ass. Now, I'm 5'9", guys. Okay, so he's a much larger gentleman. He comes out with his friends <clears throat> following us out. It was his car. So Rick sees him, and now I'm unconscious, and this guy's got three friends and him, and he's looking around. Rick's scared, thinking he's going to get beat up, and I'm going to ha- be beaten to death because I'm unconscious. So he drags me behind in another car and hides they look around, they get in a car and they leave. So then he doesn't know what to do. So he drags me across the parking lot to my car because he's trying to figure out what to do. Oh, dude, Rick is such a good dude. <laughs> yeah, so, so happy. He drags me. And, um, oh, dude, he like sent me a shirt and I offered to pay for the dry cleaning bill, but I never did. I ruined it. Like a whole front of his shirt was soaked in blood. And it was from like trying to, he was trying to, he propped me up against my car and was trying to hold me. So then I was just bleeding all over the front of his shirt and so he's like freaking out doesn't know what to do and then pat manager pat that i've been telling stories about her drunk ass is pulling out of the parking lot i don't know why she was still like it took her so long to leave but she's leaving he's screaming she stops she has a minivan with no seats in the back i don't know why so they drag me into the minivan i'm unconscious this whole time i don't have any recollection of this i'm not i'm just out cold and i'm not waking up i've never heard this story Pat's like, we have to take him to the hospital. Everybody's drunk. Some of the people have been doing drugs. It's a bad idea. Okay. So including the driver, the driver's hammered. Uh, Pat is freaking out, hauling ass. It's wintertime Christmas party, right? The roads are icy. She keeps losing control of the car. At one point in time, she's trying to cut through a neighborhood, loses control of the car, goes sideways through two yards before the car catches, like gets control, she gets back onto the street. Rick doesn't know what to do because he's like trying to wake me up, but I'm not waking up. There's no seat, so he's holding me in his lap while holding the ceiling, and he just does the only thing he knows to do, and he starts slapping the shit out of me. All right, <laughs> so, this is the memory that I have waking up is that oh, I God. don't remember the slap, but I remember coming to. And then Rick was right in my face. I'm laying in the stand. I don't know where I am. And he's like, dude, you are fucked up. And I touch my hand to my face and I pull my hand away and blood is like just dripping off my hand. And I was like, what the fuck? And he's like, you've got to tell Pat that you're okay and to take you home because if not, she's taking you to the hospital and we're all going to go to jail. Right. So it's like, I was like, okay, okay. So I started saying like, Pat, she's like, you're going to the hospital. I was like, I'm okay. Like, don't worry about it. And she's like, can you see yourself? Can you see yourself? Oh, and I was like, no. Yeah, I, can, <laughs> I can hear her be like, ah, no. Can you see what you look like? Yeah. Oh, fuck. So, oh, I love Pat so, so much. I guess at some point in time, someone called Beamer. So Beamer is one of Seth and I's mutual friends. She was dating Matt at the time. Or they'd just broken up, actually, I think. But we all lived in the same apartment complex. Anyway, like they end up talking her out of taking me to the hospital and they're taking me home. And I'm like, so we have a gated community. The gate opens. There is maybe two car links and then a curb that goes up to a swimming pool. I remember hearing this van accelerate like, I feel the doo-doo like going over the gate. She slams on the brakes, skids almost to the curb. This is at like after 2 a.m. (laughs) <laughs> by this time so matt is sitting outside 
they opened the van door. And I kind of remember like the, I couldn't walk. I was like so fucked up, like from being drunk and the concussion and all the, like just how fucked up I was. Right. Both of the, her husband's name's Rick. And so was, and also the guy with me, his name's Rick. So both Rick's pull me out of the car and my arms around them. Her husband's whispering in my ear, like, you got to tell your friend that you're okay. Cause he looks like he's about to cry. Like, and so Matt's, Ooh, Matt? like, Matt's, <laughs> Matt's sitting there and he is about to cry and he does cry. <laughs> and so, but I don't know what it looks like at this time. Right. I know I'm bleeding oh, really bad, but shit. I don't know how fucked up my face is. And so, um, uh, they're helping me walk. And so I, Pat is leaned, she has put the car in park. The door is open and she's like hanging over the door and she's screaming at Matt. She's like, do you have any fucking sense in your head? And Matt's like, yes, ma'am. She's like, then you will take him to the hospital. And she just keeps screaming that over and over. And then the both Ricks are like, you know, like giving the cut. Yeah, throat, like, like nah, she's fine. He's fine. He's fine. And I'm trying to be like, I'm cool, bro. Don't worry about it. You know? And so then they pass me off the mat. Matt helps me walk into the apartment. And I have like this uh, purple and white button up flannel shirt on. And I'm like talking. I'm like fine. And, and, not, I guess, as disturbed as he is. I finally walk into the bathroom and see myself. And I have long hair at the time. Dude, the whole front of my shirt is soaked in blood. My face covered in blood. Like, it's all over my face. My hair is, like, matted up because it's from blood. Like, it's, like, gelled up. <laughs> yeah, dude. And then I see the huge fucking hole in my face from where my teeth went through my face. And um, I instantly got in a bad mood. And I remember I got like a washcloth. I like stagger over the sink and I get this washcloth and I'm like running another sink and then I twist it and I'm trying to stick it into the hole of my face. And like my bottom where my, how my lip ring almost got pulled out is because my bottom lip got pulled down. And so there's all this asphalt like stuck in my fucking lip. So I'm like trying to stick this rag in this huge hole in my face and it's making me feel kind of sick and weak. So I'm like leaning on the sink and I just remember Matt being like, <laughs> after he watches me make a couple attempts, he's like, that's your favorite shirt. And I remember like looking up and I got all this blood on my face and my hair is all crazy. And I was like, do I look like I give a fuck right now, Matt? And he was like, no. And I was like, shut the fuck up. Dude. Oh, Matt. No, Matt. I'm on Matt. I'm on your side. Now I'm talking to no, no, it's totally fair. He was honestly say, just being a really good right, friend to me. I'm sure that if I was there, I'd probably be like, oh, man, that's your favorite shirt. Yeah, and it was my up, favorite man. shirt. Like, I'm on shirt. your side. Like, that was his only way to connect with you. Dude. So, <laughs> so then, so then, um, I, uh, I I don't really remember this part because I think I started blacking back out. And I had a horrible concussion, by the way. Horrible concussion. Did you go to the hospital? But I went to the doctor later, like a day or two later. They told a me I had a severe concussion. Later? The woman was so mad at me. She was like, well, you have a severe concussion. I can't remember what grade it was. But she was like, the good news is if you were going to die, you'd already be dead. And I was like so annoyed that I waited to come to the doctor like, <laughs> She gave me a big lecture. And this is the thing is that like my face was fucked up. Like I could hardly speak. One of my eyes was like swollen shut. Like I just was not in the mood for the lecture at the time. Dude, but anyway. You and I are the same person when it comes to going to, the, going to the doctor. Yeah. Going to, I mean, like, look at this. Look at this. Yeah. You're look fucked at that. up. That's Chubby fucked finger. up. Look at that. Look at that. It's yeah. not even straight. I haven't been to the doctor because I can't. I won't do it. I don't want to right. do it. 
one, I don't have the money. Two, I don't want to go to, into a hospital. I just am not that kind of person. I just yeah, I'm not either. I can I can move it. It's all good. I have like full mobility. It's not straight, and it looks like real fucked up. And now my hand yeah, is deformed. Yeah, it literally looks like you're doing the Star Trek symbol, <laughs> like when you're just well, holding your fingers out straight. Well, that's from high school. That's a different one. That's okay, different. I, we've already heard this fucking story. I know. No one cares. But this is just I'm making been an observation. This, way. this one's been. Okay, I don't this fucking way. care. This one's been. This no way. one can see this. It's a podcast. Oh, that's right. <laughs> Jesus. Okay, so one of my fingers. Can I finish been, my story? No, I know it's a long story. You can't finish. I know it's a long story. story. I'm sorry. I'm almost done. You wait till I'm at the tail end of a story. <laughs> so you know that. So anyway. Well, I always think you're done. That's a fucking lie. That's the boldest lie. It's not. I think you've told to date. It's not the boldest lie. It's that's that, almost no. as bold as you saying you weren't gay. That's that's how bold <laughs> that lie was. <laughs> so not. That is fuck you, dude. That is not. Finish your fucking story, then. Go ahead. <laughs> oh God, he can't. He couldn't be more of a dandy boy with his little floppy <laughs> hand right now. So hate you ah, i hate you so much i just want to because my descriptions are accurate i want to listen right, to you let me finish the story so i can go pee i have to pee okay. oh dude me too yeah go ahead right so where am i oh yeah so i'm cleaning the hole out and i said this is the part i don't remember but matt told me this happened okay so I go into the little kitchen area, which is right by my bathroom. And he said that I grabbed two water bottles and I literally didn't drink them. I just squeezed them. And he was like, they're like gone. And he's like telling me that I need to go to the doctor and he's worried about me, I guess. And I guess I just looked at him and I was like, I'm going to bed. And if you wake me up, I'm going to beat your ass. And then I just walked to my room and shut the door. So then he doesn't know what to do. So he's like, he calls Beamer to come over. She says she comes up. He's crying, sitting in, on WebMD because he's scared that I'm going to die. <laughs> and I did have a horrible concussion. I really didn't oh, yeah. need to go to sleep. So then Beamer comes in the room and she like crawls into bed with me and like keeps me awake. And this is the disturbing thing. And Beamer, I love you, but I don't trust you in this moment. Is that I'm blackout and concussed. And she lays in bed with me and starts asking me questions about myself. And she told me, you told me things like any question I asked, I, you would answer. So now I know things about you, but then wouldn't tell me what I had said. And then I remember waking up the next morning thinking it was all a dream because Beamer was already gone. And the side of my face that was all fucked up happened to be the side that was laying on the sheets and we were thinking it was a dream until I tried to pull my face off and my face had dried. Like oh. all the blood had dried to the sheet. So then when I pulled my face off, it ripped all these scads off. Oh. And I realized oh. how real my choices were. That was my first Christmas party. And then I showed up. I couldn't work for a month because of my face. I could barely speak because my jaw was fucked up. I show up to work the day before my next shift. So I had like a day to recover. I had two days off after the Christmas party. I show up the second day. Everyone's like, Oh God. Then the, the GM tells me I can't work till my face is healed up. And I have to pay for all the patio furniture that I destroyed. <laughs> <laughs> so what little money I had, I had to spend on fucking patio furniture. And then I couldn't work for a month. Fuck dude. Well, yeah. consequences, right? Mm -hmm. I think that, that, 
that's all pretty uh, basic consequences of just like. Yeah. Beach or Christmas party. Yeah. 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 You broke some patio furniture, you had to pay for it. Broke some patio furniture, started a couple fights. You know, almost probably died. Almost died. Jumped on a man's car. God knows what I did to that car. Which is not the first time that you jumped over a car. Not the first time I've done it. Nope. Nope. Not even the third time I've done it. (laughs) We want to stay on the bistro train. Seth and I went to Brett's wedding, the man that owns the bistro, and that was a solid drinking and driving night right there. Seth doesn't even remember driving home. Oh, no, my phone's about to die. We can uh, do the if you if your phone's about to die, we can do this story next podcast and is promise a horrible story that nobody wants to listen to. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, I mean, we could do multiple podcasts over the bistro. Oh, so um, much. well the 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 blackout Brett party. First oh of man, all, we could talk about epic. that for fucking hours. It was one of yeah. the worst experiences. And best what? It was one of the best. I, I, it was wonderful while I was there. And yeah. like Cody and I, like we teamed up and we were like, we got to, we only have three hours to drink. That was like the rule. That was like, <laughs> you know, they, there's only like three hours of alcohol. Well, so we were like, well, are you ready, dude? Like, we're going to pound through this, right? Like, we're going to like get through it. <laughs> well, if you remember, we we, we decided we, we didn't we didn't want to drink that much we didn't want yeah, to you were like, hung over already yeah and so we we're like we we're only gonna have but we decided like we're gonna have fun but we're gonna keep ourselves to this limit and how we'll know is because we were both we're both champagne horse so they had yeah. champagne on champagne on champagne at this wedding and they had these like um like solo cups like these clear little mini solo cups which was about the equivalent of a flute of champagne yeah so it was like, we're we going to have three kept, or four. We got in there and we just kept pounding and pounding and pounding. And then eventually we looked at each other and we realized we had like full handful stacks we had a stack of, cups. of cups. So we were going to like, like we're, we weren't stacks. throwing our cups away. Right. We so we were just like away. stacking them on top of each other so we could keep count. But so we then, could keep count. But by the time we, we started counting, count. we had a huge stack. <laughs> this is where stack. we were. By the time we started counting, Seth's shirt was completely unbuttoned besides oh, yeah. the top button. Like oh, I mean, we I were unbuttoned my whole shirt. Multiple. I feel like other people had their shirts off as well. But I know that I was so blackout. I don't remember even being at the end. The only thing I remember because you left. Right, because I left. Because the only thing I remember is walking out onto the patio, and this was after you had already bitten somebody's nipple. And it was like, Ronnie. It was Ronnie. Yeah, I did that multiple times. You then like bit his nipple. I drew blood like, on multiple had, people. <laughs> but then I remember walking out, and I heard um, Adam say, "We're all going back to Brett's house. Let's go. Let's keep drinking." And I said, like in my mind, I was like, uh, "I'm done." I have to go home. So I walked down the hill, rolled my fucking ankle so bad that like I had to put a wrap on it for like weeks to come. So I walked down this like, it was like, so it's like, a, we were at- It this, was a steep hill. It was a it steep was really hill. Steep. Like, we were at this like beautiful, gorgeous, like mansion in yeah. Tulsa. Like that was where the, the wedding was at. And I walked down this super steep hill, blackout drunk, rolled my ankle, got in my car- 
And I remember sitting in my car and the sun was up and everything was beautiful. And I remember thinking, I'm going to get home. I'm going to be just fine. And the next thing I remember is being, oh God, parked in the house that I was at at the time uh, in their yard and it was nighttime. So the sun had set. And I remember crawling out of my car. That's the next thing I remember is vomiting. And then I was like, oh, shit, wait. And apparently my car wasn't even in the driveway or the yard. It was like in the driveway, in the yard, and in the the road, right? It was in the road. It was just everywhere. So you spent so much epic shit to tell that story. Okay, go ahead, go ahead. So like no, I'll I'll skip to the end just so I can tell to to confirm. So how we know how his car was parked is that um, I too was blackout and I did do all the bad stuff. Seth was just mentioning that I did. So anyways, then I uh, I get my car to leave. We all leave. We all leave. I blackout in the drive. This is the, like one of the most memorable things is I was conscious getting into the car yep. and the next thing i knew i was miles down the road yep. turning at a light and i was like what the fuck is happening and i really yep. and, I was, and so then i get to my house like the party house i lived at and i come inside they're playing this game that we used to play all the time called shot which was literally we had like a children's um, basketball hoop in the living room and then you know you would play horse but if you yeah. missed a shot you had to take a shot oh. so i walk in I shove, a, I shove the goal over and um, I, I once again, I, I start losing my balance and uh, my roommate's like laying on this couch and his arms up and, and um, I'm stumbling behind the couch and he's kind of laughing and to like recover, I bite him on the way down. So I bit multiple people this night. I bit him so fucking hard. Like this is the guy that sewed his mouth shut in the previous episode. He like oh, fucking yelped. He was like, "Oh god, damn it!" Like, fuck it. and then he's mad because I shoved his basketball goal over, and he's like asking me, "Like, why would you do that?" You know. And and then I felt bad. So then I realized that the reason I got in my car is because Seth went missing. He didn't say bye. No one knew no. what happened to him. I like I I pieced out so hard. Like I heard that everybody was gonna keep drinking. And I was like, peace, I'm out. I can't do it anymore. And I left without saying bye to anyone. I drive to my house. Then I remember someone had ordered Chipotle and they had the chips for the chips and salsa. So I take the chips and I'm like eating the chips. No invitation to eat the chips. I'm eating the chips. Then I realized I was looking for Seth, but I drove home in my blackout. So I go right. get back in my car, big B, soberish, and is like, no, 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 you're <laughs> not driving. You're not driving. I'll fucking drive you to Seth's house to check and make sure you right. made it home. And I was like, okay. Before but, you get there, I walk into the house and my roommate has one of her friends over. Yeah. They're, having, they're having a night in watching TV, watching a movie. Like they're having like a, like a fun uh. night together. And I just bust into the front room and I'm like, I'm drunk. And I, I strip, I, I guess I go into my room, like this is the story that I've been told, is I go straight into my room, I strip, and I come out in my yeah. underwear, and I walk straight to the kitchen, and I'm like, I need bread. I need to eat bread. And I start just like, I, I pull up like a loaf of bread from what, like out, and I just start like shoving bread into my face. And she's like, are you okay? 
can I get you anything? And I'm like, whatever, who's this motherfucker? <laughs> and I do remember walking into the, to the living room. <laughs> the only thing I remember is thinking, damn, this guy is super fuckable. And that's yeah, all he was I, an attractive guy. And I don't remember if I said anything. And that's what always like in my in the back of my mind. I don't know if I said anything to him. What if I, I said heard something offensive, but I know that like I ate the bread like almost yeah. naked in the kitchen. Yeah, and then I went and I grabbed a trash can because I guess yeah. drunk Seth is smart, and I just was puking my brains out. Yeah, they said in, the, in my bedroom. The room. You, they kept hearing this thud sound. And so I think Kara or something, she peeked in to see what was happening. Yeah. What was happening is you were laying in bed, you roll out of bed. The thud sound was your knees hitting the yeah. wood floor. And I would and then throw you were just up. Puking into this trash can. And, and then I'd get crawl back, into back into my bed. Yes. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so, oh, terrible. So, so then um, you are being, so Big Cody B. is being driven over by Big B. By Big B. Fucking Seth's PT Cruiser is like the front tires are like sort of in the driveway, and the rest of the car is just in the street. Like it's just <laughs> he did not make it into the drive. He like his front tires hit the incline, and he just put that shit in park and like got out of yeah. his car. And so then Big yeah. B parks, and he's like, "I'll just wait." So then I fucking stumble out of the car, dude. I am a hot mess. I stagger up to the fucking front porch. I still got the chips in my hand. I've still got the bag of chips. <laughs> my shirt's like untucked, like my dress shirt's untucked, unbuttoned, sorta, you know, like my tie is just like disheveled. And I knock on the door or ring the doorbell camera, which, and they come to the door. And I mean, I can like barely stand. I'm so fucked up. <laughs> and so I'm trying to like, in my drunk jargon, explain that I'm there to like see Seth to make sure Seth made it okay. And it's it's his roommate and her friend that he was talking about. Yeah. They're both at the door. And they're like looking at me. And uh, I remember them being like, are you okay? And I was like, ah, I'm fucking fine. I got my friend here. And like I'm like pointing at the truck like that someone drove me. <laughs> oh, then they asked me if I want pizza. And I was like, yeah. <laughs> so then I'm like, what? The door. I don't remember. Like, I was definitely in my room at this point. I didn't know that you had pizza. Yeah. So I eat pizza. I, I honestly can't remember too well. <laughs> oh, shit. None of this is good. None of this makes us dude, good people. Like, dude. Thankfully, we've learned from our mistakes. <laughs> so, like, so this is like, I, this story is not, I, like, I don't think I've ever told this because I'm just now remembering it. And this might not be accurate because I was so drunk. But I'm like eating this pizza. <laughs> and it was like, just they're just dead silent. They're like watching me. And I remember like looking up and like staring at them. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure I just ripped ass like super loud, like while staring at them. <laughs> <So> <laughs> <laughs> and the best part is like, oh I think God. it's hilarious. <laughs> and they don't know what to do. And I'm just like, well, I'm going to go. <laughs> <laughs> I just step oh back God. to the truck and get it. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> 
is so dumb. Oh my god. Oh shit, that's funny. Uh. I'm pretty sure that's what happened. Now that I'm telling the story, I'm like drunk, so I'm like remembering to jump memory. Oh, and then Big oh. B just drove me home. Oh, and we just shit. kept the party going. <laughs> and I just laid in bed, just throwing up all night. <laughs> Seth was hungover for like a then, fucking week. The next, the next day, I had to work. I had to go into work, yeah. and I immediately it, went into work. I did go into work. I drove into work. I got there. I immediately ordered a side of sweet potato fries because I guess that's my fucking jam. Wait, like that's all did I you fucking get sent home? And then I like immediately threw up orange <laughs> because of the sweet potato fries. And, Ta- <laughs> and Colleen was sitting at the booth or in the office just with her head down like, like I can't move. Everyone I can't looks so hungover. And I Everybody, went, I went home. Tallin sent me home. She, because we started the shift and I think I had one table and I was laying down in the, in the booth. What is it? 51. Is that what yeah. it was? I was like laying the back, in, the, in the back, in the, back, in the, in the, in the uh, banquet area. And I was laying down in one of the booths and I just, every five minutes I'd have to like sit up and go throw up. Oh God. And like, I had like a table, maybe two. And eventually, Tallinn was like, listen, we might not be busy today, so you just need to go home because you're not going to be helpful. And I was like, (laughs) thank you. So I drove home, and I slept for days because I had the next day off, and I do remember that. So I slept for multiple days straight. And even after that, I struggled because we drank so much at Brett's wedding. Dude, we drank so much. So much that is We set records for how much we drank. Unacceptable. Where no yeah. one's gonna be able it was to next function. level and they like i know you guys are down. probably underestimating the amount of alcohol friend one of brett's good friends is a liquor distributor this place we yeah. set records for yeah. how much and how fast we drank that alcohol like yeah. and some i mean we're just like we skipped over the whole the whole wedding itself uh, I mean, so much shit well, happened. The wedding happened before we got there. We were. It oh was yeah, just, I'm talking about the reception. It was intimate. It was like an intimate wedding right. in the beginning. So it was just like family and like really, 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 just pretty much like the wedding party and family. Yeah. And then it was like a big reception, and right. that's where we came in and decided to drink all Man. your liquor, Brett. Thank you. It was a barn <laughs> burner. It was one of the most epic weddings I've ever been to in my entire and I fucking think, life. And I think the reason that it was such an epic moment was because we only we were told we only had three hours to drink. So yeah, we like were like, hours. so we were warned. If I wouldn't have been warned, I probably just would have had like a few drinks and like chilled. But because I knew I only had three hours to get as drunk as I needed to be. Yeah, go ahead and just keep... Cause I'm going to take four of these champagnes. Is that okay? Can I just like, like two and then like take a couple else? Oh, and then like by the end of the night, uh, after the champagne ran out. So I'm known at this time for being aggressive and not being allowed to have specifically like whiskey. But didn't they have like and a it, lot left over of Jack Daniels, right? They, they the had, Jack? no. When you say a lot, they had a 750 of Jack Daniels and then Mike's hard, not even lemonade, like this weird fruity drink. And so I go up to the bar and one the the woman bartending the this reception 
worked Candice yeah worked at the bistro so i walked up and i was like hey i want um some champagne she's like we're out i was like we can't have a beer she's like we're out <laughs> and i was like what do you have and she was like what you're allowed to have that we have is this and she said like this mike's hard fruity dude drink, right you do realize that you are so drunk she might have been lying yeah they might have been, well, been like i don't think she was had, like because so Brett think, was talking about how I they do drew, how drank everything. Like, yeah, I remember how empty it was. That like the next like week when I sobered up, yeah. I do remember hearing people talk or like Brett talking about like that they ran out of like all the liquor that they had bought. Yeah, everything, yeah. and they had everything. so much everything like that they had of alcohol. Yeah. And they, and they, they just, went through all of it. They went through all of in it in a very condensed amount of time. So at this time, she I remember. Um, she was like, you can have this. And he sits this mic's hard, whatever. And I was like, this is fucking bullshit. And I'm like going on this like big, long me being an asshole thing. And uh, she was like, well, you can have it or not. And so then I remember I was like, well, fine. So I like fucking take it. And then there was this like lesbian woman right beside me. And she was like, really pussy. And I was like, I cannot allow to have anything else. And then she's like talking shit to me because I'm drinking Mike's hard. I was like, God damn it. Like, and that's time, the end. Dude. That's where I'll cut my, my rambling off. That's a, you know what, dude? Like, yeah, we've had some really wonderful times together. And I really, oh man, I'm, I'm happy about that. Seth and I's good times together have been endless. Like, since we've yeah. become friends, like, yeah. I, I can't tell you how thankful I am. Like, we got to do incredible shows together. Yeah. We went to college together. We worked together. Uh, and I mean like in every aspect of that, we were doing some version of really cool shit, you know, yeah. like the shows and theater. Like I, I can't even express how much the, I love that atmosphere. Yeah, I know we kind of talked about it. The and last. how much I feel like we learned. Yeah. Like we were, we truly had an opportunity that a lot of people don't have. Um, where we, and maybe it was just because we work together so much, right. but like even down to like the two man show that we did, like that was like, it's, it's just, we've had wonderful opportunities. What's our cheers to tonight? Well, it's your pick today. All right. You know what? Can, can we just, can we cheers to just our careers to theater? Yeah, man. Let's, let's just cheers to yeah. how wonderful uh, theater is and how much it opens up doors for anybody who comes in to watch it, to the audiences and how it affects them. And I mean, like my first experience in theater was, was, uh, a fe- was, um, Othello. thank Comedy you. Othello. I went as a child to like the college that's in our town and I watched it and it like fucking impacted me in a way where when I watched it, I knew exactly that, that, that I, that's what I wanted to do. I wanted to make people feel the way that, that they were making me feel. Cheers. Cheers, dude. All right. This is nine beers deep. Please. I appreciate, we appreciate everyone that taking the time to listen to this, support the show. If you would do us a favor. And rate and review it on iTunes. Honestly, whatever you think of it, that's what we accept and appreciate. We love you all. All right. Love you. That's it. (laughs) Bye.